0: Here at Doxidae Blum, we are excited about making disciples who impact the city and nations. We hope that you enjoyed today's message. We're talking about something called love, and love is an act of giving. And it's part of the series called All Things New, and people love new things, and therefore you should love Jesus because He's into making everything new So if you've ever wondered about that, that's really cool stuff. And in week one, we talked about the true message, the gospel. The gospel is not Jesus coming so we can go to heaven. So that was the week that you discovered why we don't keep you under the water after we baptized you to help you to go to heaven. We bring you up because God wants to use you. He has a mission for your life. And he says, as my love, my generous love was the act that would make all of humanity new. And Jesus is the first prototype of that new creation when he walked out of that grave he says it's the same for you and that's what Brent preached about last week we talked about the fact that not just God's making everything new but he wants to start with you and the question was do you have the faith to be made new and we looked at the story of the woman at the well the Samaritan woman at the well who rocks up she meets Jesus she believes that she is an absolute failure. She's ashamed of her life. She's hiding from society. She's coming at a time when no other woman is at the well because she's ashamed of her life. She's actually in the middle of a love drought. That's where she is. She had five guys, and the one that she's with now is not even her husband, and nothing satisfies until she meets the guy, Jesus. Everything changes. Yeah? And she sees herself for the first time in the same light as Jesus sees her. Her life changes around. She gets faith for herself. I want to ask you the question. Do you think you see yourself the same way Jesus sees you? Do you have the same faith? Do you trust Jesus' view of you? Or do you listen to your past? Or to your pain? Or to your failures? Or are you going to look at what He says? He says, we love it. My beloved child. That's the picture. And then if that happens to you, if you see what Jesus sees about you, something else happens. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. I want to read it to you guys. It's John chapter 4. She encountered Jesus. She saw that He's not a teacher. He's not a prophet. He's not one of the other guys that's going to sort her out. He is the Messiah. Everyone rejects her, but not the Messiah. He loves her. Listen to this. Then leaving her water jar after this encounter with Jesus, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? Everything changed. You know what Jesus said? He said, give me a drink of water. She said, well, uh, who are you? It's like, if you knew who I was, you would ask me for a drink of water. And what will happen? A spring of life-giving water. Do you see what happened, guys? She took that water and suddenly something is busy overflowing. And there's a spring of life-giving water that's coming out and it's flowing out into a new town. So the moment she received faith for herself, the most natural thing to happen was to have faith for her neighbor. And she runs to them and she tells them, come see this guy. He changed my life. Now, that's tonight's topic, is faith for my neighbor. What does it look like to have faith for my neighbor? Do you know that there are churches currently in the world, kind of big church movements, that's busy declining. They're not running. It's like the churches are getting smaller. Population is growing, but the church is getting smaller. Specific denominations. That's not the trend globally. Globally, the church is growing. But there are churches that is getting smaller. And in fact, not just smaller, the only point of growth in those churches are from within. Like literally families, getting kids, and the church is growing slowly but surely. Guys, that sounds like a place where faith for my neighbor is lost. I have faith that Jesus can change my life, but I do not have the faith that He might change the person next to me, the person next to them. And that's what we're talking about tonight because Jesus is taking us to school and we're going to be reading about another Samaritan, a story about another Samaritan to discover what this faithful mum neighbour looks like. It's in Luke chapter 10. If you want to read with me, it's on the screen. Verse 25 to 37. It's the story of the good Samaritan and it goes as follows. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit Eternal life. Guys, though, when Jesus talks about eternal life, He talks about the God quality life. The life you live when you're in God's kingdom. When heaven is on earth, that's what we're praying for. We're praying that His will and His kingdom will come in this city and in your life. That is the picture of life eternal. Life in abundance. Not deprived, not stolen, not one day, but right now you can already experience this. Okay, so that's the question He asks. Then Jesus replies, what's written in the law? How do you read it? He answers, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. We all know this one very well. So great teacher of the law knows exactly what God wants. God's will is love him and love the people around you. That's the picture. Verse 28. You have answered correctly, Jesus said. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Big question. (laughs) So what he wanted to know was, seeing that he was A and C, is D a part of my neighbor? Outside, inside the circle? Tell me, Jesus, where are we? It's really, I'm, I'm putting it out as hard as I possibly can here. Like, does, does that, that group of people, do they fit into my circle? And if, if you're DA, you're like, well, Jesus, does the A and C fit into my circle? Um, should I love them? That's the question that he's asking. You just want to make sure that he's sorted and he is okay. And to this question, Jesus replies in the following way. By telling a story. He says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he was attacked by robbers, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Then a priest happened to be going down that same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. That's the picture. Do you guys see it? Okay. So that's the priest not seeing this guy. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by, on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, now guys, let's just get this right. Samaritan, not cool person, okay? In those days, people hated the Samaritans. They despised them, especially an expert in the law, because the Samaritans were kind of guys that served God And other gods that like had this mixed religion. They weren't pure following the true God. They mixed all of these things together. And they intermarried and stuff. So they were really not cool people according to this group. Okay. So but Samaritan travels and he comes past where that man was. And he saw him. And he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds. Pouring on oil and wine. And then he put the man on his own donkey. Brought him in. An inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. And then Jesus throws it around. This guy starts with a question, and Jesus ends with a question Which of these three do you think? was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers. The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. We're only going to read this far for tonight. And I want to talk to you about three things. Because in this story, Jesus tells us about neighboring. And there are three realities that he brings up as we're talking about this. We talk about a new commandment, we talk about a new neighbor, and then finally we talk about a new commitment. So this story kicks off with Jesus speaking to an expert in the law. This is a guy that knows the five books of Moses off by heart. I mean, he quotes the Bible, he interprets it. You don't even you just he just starts reading. It's not he's not saying verse that verse that. He just starts reading it. That's that's the level he knows what God wants to do. And um, I want to quickly enlighten you guys, because the, the verse that he quotes in terms of the commandments, in terms of what does it mean to follow God at this stage, is actually a bit outdated. Because what he's quoting here is the Ten Commandments summed up into one little phrase. Love God, and love my neighbor. But Jesus steps into the scene, and he says, I'm bringing a new covenant, and with that new covenant comes a new commandment. Do you guys know what's the new commandment? Love your neighbor. Yeah? N- nope. That's, that's it. That's it. I knew it. John chapter 13. Read with me. 13 verse 30, 34. It says the following. A new commandment I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. Amen. That's new commandment. You must love one another in this way. And then he says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciple. If you love one another, as I have loved you, okay? So, old commandment, new commandment. Three differences between the two, okay? First difference, old commandment. The focus of love changes. Old commandment is love God. Who loves who? We love God. That's the direction. That's the focus of our love. We try and fix this relationship, okay? Done. New commandment, Jesus fixed it. What's the focus now? Love one another. As what? As I have loved you. So he fixed this. Now we're on mission to go out and fix this. (laughs) Do you guys see what's happening? Massive change. Okay. Focus change. Second thing that changed is standard of the love changed. Love your neighbor as yourself. Old commandment. New commandment. Love one another as? I have loved you. Jesus knew. Next level. The way Jesus loved you. He loved you even when you were nailing him to the cross. He loved you. That's the level of his love. Last one. The source of our love is changing. Okay? Old commandment. Listen to this. Love God with your heart, your soul, your strength, your mind. Everything inside of you. That's the source. It's my willpower. I'm going to conjure this up. I'm going to love. I'm going to really work on loving this person. Okay? That's kind of the way we we look at when we're living old commandment life. Okay? However, new commandment changed totally. Love one another as I have already loved you. What's the source? His love. So, guys, when you need to grow in your love for your neighbor, where do you go? Do you go to your willpower? My mind, my heart, my soul, my, my, my. Or do you go to His love? (laughs) Amen. Amen. That's where you sit. You open up to His love for you. So, with that being said, understanding the new commandment, and I just want to say this, tonight cannot be a more pivotal moment for you to sit here. Because if you want to know what Christianity is all about, this is it. Jesus just leaves us with this one big commandment. Love... This city, back to life. Amen. As I have loved you back to life. That's it. That's what Christianity is about. Okay? It's not about coming to church. That's it. So, back to our story. This religious leader, this expert in the law, comes to this lady. Oh, comes to Jesus. Sorry, this la- he comes to Jesus. And he asks the following. Um, Jesus, <clears throat> so this thing about my neighbor. Tell me who's my neighbor. And then Jesus tells him the story. And I quickly want to go through the characters in this story, that you guys just have an idea of who it is. Because in the story, he tells the story of an unknown man, we're going to get to him a little bit later, that gets robbed. So the first group of characters are the robbers. They come in, they catch this guy in his walk of life, he's from his way from Jerusalem to Jericho, and they catch him and they steal and they leave him for death. Now, I don't know if you know this, but there's this other verse Jesus speaks of many times. And he says, the enemy came to steal, kill, does that not sound like robbers? Comes to steal the good life that Jesus has for you. Everything, all the good things that he has for you, takes that from you. So Jesus is busy setting up a story about humanity. Saying, guys, there is someone that stole the goodness, what I created for every person's life on this planet. And then he says, in steps, meneer Mr. Pastor, the priest. Now the priest in those days was a guy that's supposed to represent the will and the heart of God towards humanity. He's the mediator. He, he would speak to humanity on God's behalf. What's God's will? Very easy. Love. What again? One another. <laughs> that's it. So here we have the priest. Is he loving? No. He's hiding, boys. <laughs> and why is he hiding? is not making it happen today. And the reason why? He realized he's going to have to take a big risk. If he stops to help this guy, it might be his life next. He might be robbed. He's taking a huge risk. Okay, so he just walks past. Next up, we have Mrs. Worship Leader, the Levite. Working in the temple, doing everything correctly, you know, knows the way of God, knows the scripture, comes to church every Sunday, follower of you. everybody expects that this person would be speaking about God and represent Him. Yeah. What does He do? Oh, my time, you know. Yee, yeah. <laughs> papa. And risk, big risk, so I'm, I'm out of here. Now, these two guys only had concern, guys, these two people only had concern for the, for the brokenness and the pain that they behold there. And you know how many times I speak to people with concern? Now, tell me stuff about, you know, woo, did you see how Bloemfontein looks? The streets, guys. Woo corruption, government. And it's just, it just continues. I mean, you can never stop talking about having so much concern about the problems, but no one does what the good Samaritan did that day. He showed compassion. And the word compassion actually means a willingness to suffer. That's the word passion. I'm suffering. I'm willing to suffer for this. And the word compassion means I'm suffering with you for this. And who's the guy doing that in Jesus' story? Well, that's the guy hanging out in the club Drinking and flicking to the that's that guy. He's the guy that stops and starts helping this poor man that's lying for dead right next to the road. And he goes as far, not just risking his life to help him. He sacrifices his donkey. He puts this guy on his donkey. I mean, now he needs to walk all the way. That's, if that's not enough, he takes out his own money and he pays. And then he promises, I will provide for every single need that this guy might have when I come back. You guys, this is big. This is big. So this guy is giving up everything. That's the picture. And then we get to our last character. The man. Now, have you noted that about all the characters, we know quite a lot. We know about the priest. We know about the Levite. We even know a little bit about the robbers. They rob people and so on. (laughs) But this guy, we know nothing about him. We don't know why he's going to Jericho. We don't know whether he's a Jew or a Gentile. We don't know if he's black or white, male or female, old or young, basically. Well, basically, he's a man, so we know he's a male. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I got that one wrong. But we don't know so much about this guy. And I think Jesus is doing this so intentionally, because he is a master storyteller, and he changes, he switches this conversation into a different focus. You see, the expert in the law wanted to know, who is my neighbor? And Jesus says, that's the wrong question, bud. The question is, are you a neighbor? Which one of these? Jesus never answers the question. I mean... That is the guy that he's describing as being a neighbor. And we don't even know anything about him. Jesus never answers the question of who's my neighbor. He's just showing them what does it mean to be a neighbor. You need to love. Give mercy as I have loved. That's the picture. And then by the way, if you've ever wondered who's the good Samaritan, he didn't just risk his life. He gave his life. And he paid Far more in advance. He paid overwhelmingly in abundance for you. Picking you up from the side of the road. That's Jesus. That's His picture. And now He's sending you and me out to do the same. And that brings us to the last point. A new commitment. Because love is never just a feeling. I know the guys dating will disagree with me. (laughs) But let me tell you, if you are married, you will quickly discover... That it's not just a feeling. (laughs) To love someone is a life commitment. It's a commitment of sacrificing and giving, surrendering, blessing that person. It's exactly the picture that we see with the story of the Good Samaritan. Thank you for listening to this week's message. Make sure that you get connected to this family on mission by joining us at one of our Sunday services.